From the bustling city of a Thai village in Central Ireland, this is Into Your Head, show number five, featuring Neil O'Carroll and Joanne Farrell, and online at www.intoyourhead.com, also part of the new AthaiRadio.com network. Farrell, proud mummy to a cat and a dog, with another kitty on the way. You know, people often ask me, what's the secret to being a successful pet owner? And that's an excellent question. And the answer? Well, I always say, mind your own fucking business. It's a secret, idiot. Now, back to the show. Now I speak to you on Saturday afternoon in, in mid mid-May of 2006 and, and as I record this you, you haven't even heard um, episode 1 of this programme even though I'm now up to episode 5 that's because my stupid uh, telephone company Aircom who have a monopoly here in Ireland have not yet provided me with a phone line uh, despite this group of houses having been built since October and as far as I'm concerned any, anyone who anyone who can't put up a phone line in less than 6 months is, is a fucking idiot I mean if, if I had a phone company I'd be able to erect a, some sort of a, at least a um, a, a basic string with, with two uh, metal cans at each end. I did that back when I was six years of age, and I'm sure nowadays with, with the new types of twine and, and wool that, that are available and the new technologies, so it would be quite easy to, to um, make, make a broadband facility of some sort available, albeit not, not the fastest in the world, but you know, you just, you just get a, a couple of good cans and, and a couple of uh, modem at each end, and, and, and there you have it. And these people, they they, they couldn't arrange a piss up in a brewery. I mean, I, I, not not that not that you'd want to have a piss up in a brewery. I mean, these these people um, who, who work in, in in those beer factories that are busy doing an important job, and and safety is is an issue. You can't have people getting drunk when, when they're doing a, a factory job. They have all sorts of injuries that, that could occur. And I'm, I'm not suggesting for one moment that people in the brewery should should drink the, the alcohol for for a start they're, they're not meant to be producing it for themselves that, that's that's like if the, the a bus driver he, he refuses to go on a particular journey because he doesn't like the view he, he rather to go a different way and people in, in beer in fact we shouldn't be drinking the beer and enjoying it it's not, it's, it's not their it's not their their role they're, they're paid to make the damn beer and I think it's a fucking disgrace what goes on there uh, uh, but that said if, if you're not able to organise a piss up in a brewery then, then there's, there, there really is something wrong with your management skills and you, you really shouldn't uh, apply for any managerial positions of any sort and I, I haven't done, d- applied for any such things but that says you shouldn't take from that that I'm unable to organise a piss up in a brewery I just have never been in in the position to to to, to um, test myself in that area, and nor would I want to. I I, I don't want to work in some.
um, bloody boring. I mean, I've, I've got a, a decent office job. I'm well paid. I've got good hours. Um, I, I'm able to type, and I have a rewarding job. And why I would want to to make beer. I've, I've no idea other than to drink it. I mean, I can do that at home. Like I can make. My father used to used to make homebrew at home, and he didn't. He wasn't so arrogant as, as to take it on as a full time job. He he did a he did a an office job. Came home from his day's work and made himself a, a few gallons of beer in in a bucket and stuck them in the hot press and, until they had fermented or whatever, or whatever it is the stuff does. But he wasn't so arrogant as to expect a Guinness or someone to pay him a full time wage for it. He just ate it made the beer and drank it and that was it. There was no fuss about it. And as far as I'm concerned, my family had did it right. I don't know about the rest of you. Hello, I'm Joanne Farrell, production assistant and contributor to Into Your Head. When I'm not production assistinating and contributing to Into Your Head, I like to keep myself busy by inventing original names for fictional puppies and kittens. My favourite so far? Yeah, you've probably guessed. Animal. It is certainly top of the list. But what if it's a girl? Well, I couldn't think of anything either. And like most of you, I like to be prepared. Euthanasy Cat, proud sponsors of Into Your Head. Get Euthanasy Cat today, in case it's a girl. And coming soon, Euthanasy Puppy. Anyway, the point is, uh, as I record this, you haven't heard any of the episodes, so, so you, you won't have uh, been in a position to... to uh, to give me any feedback on, on the important issues that I've raised in programmes 1 through 4 but, but when, when you do feel feel free to email us at, at studio at intoyourhead.com or, or make your feelings felt in, in the forum at uh, www.intoyourhead.com um, I suppose there's no point giving out the phone number since, since this isn't a live programme and, and I don't really have anyone to answer the telephone and besides which I'm not very good on the telephone anyway so I, I, don't, really, I don't really want to talk to you people live not even, not even about to an answering machine so just you know type type stuff into your email and send it to me and, and I'll, I'll read it out on here and and you can, you can make your feelings felt that way. I know I've, I've raised a lot of very serious issues issues over the last four shows, and, and there's still more of that to come. And I've, I really feel it important that, that you that you get in touch with me and, and make your make your feelings felt. Um, especially if 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 uh, if you agree with everything that I say, which which of course you do, unless you're a complete freak. Anyway, uh, studio at intoyourhead.com is how you contact me and tell me exactly what you think about everything. Or just visit the forum at intoyourhead.com and I'll read out any comments from there. Now I see as usual I've stopped a few minutes short. I have about three minutes more to, to fill on this program to bring it up to an approximate half hour, which which is my desired length. And I, I need to talk to you. Well, I don't need to talk to you about anything, but I, I'm going to fill it up to three minutes by discussing some things that are on my table at the moment. Um, there's a copy of, of a booklet published by the Irish Department of the Environment and it, it's a guide to the uh, driver theory test which I intend to take in two weeks time and it's a, it's a test where you, you go into an exam room on, on someone godly hour on, on a Saturday morning in my case and uh, um, you go onto a computer and you, you have 45 minutes to answer several questions about the, the uh, rules of the road, uh, whether you can turn left uh, 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 dual carriageway and whether you can whether you're allowed to scratch your arse when someone blows their horn behind you and, and that sort of thing. And uh, in preparation for that test, I'm, I'm, I've got a CD-ROM and I'm, I'm practicing the, 
the sample questions on my computer and there's all sorts of crap about how, how fast you can go when you're drunk and, and uh, what's what's the minimum number of people you have to have in your car if, if, if you want to uh, break the uh, Guinness Book of Records um, record on, on uh, how many people you can fit in a mini. And I've, I've learned most of these answers off, and I'm, I'm fairly confident I'm going to pass, so that's good. Um, ironically, I, I will have to attend the test centre by, by train and bus, um, seeing as how I'm not yet able to drive. Um, my, my hope is, is to buy a moped in a couple of weeks' time. <coughs> uh, but a moped, uh, for some of you who may, know, may not know, is, is pretty much a glorified bicycle. It's got an engine on it, and it's, it's got the same number of wheels as a bicycle, but it's got this... It's got um, it's got handlebars and it's got well, it's, I think it's got uh, pedals on 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 the dashboard or something. I'm not quite sure. I, I've never ridden a moped, so I'll find out when when I try to bring it home from from the shop. I'll find out what it's got and then I'll presumably pick it up as I go along. Um, as, as far as I know, a moped has, has only one seat and, and you can't carry passengers, um, especially not if, if you're a learner. Um, as, as far as I understand it, you're allowed to carry um, your pets on, on the um, on the space between the handlebars, but that's about it. You, you carry a gerbil in the back wheel, I suppose, if, if, if you have a little cage for them. They, they love running around the wheel, it's, it's the same sort of wheel they have They have in their cage at home, so that's what gerbils like, and hamsters I suppose as well, you, could, you get a moped hamster, and that would look kind of cool, you, you could you could join the circus, because there, there has been, the circus has just arrived uh, nearby to my house, in, in the same place where there was a, um, a fun fair a few weeks ago, there's a circus now, and uh, God knows what goes on in there. I'm going to try and find out, but by sneaking in, I'm going to I'm going to get a ticket and sneak in and watch it in, in a few days' time, and, and I'll see what goes on there. I, I have a feeling that there's nothing much goes on, and I think they just put on a show of some sort, and then everybody kind of claps and then goes home. Um, I think there might be a magician or maybe a trapeze artist. That's a, a kind of an artist who likes to paint trapeze pictures of people up on trapezes. It's it's, it's kind of a perversion if you ask me, um, but you, you don't see them painting anything else, they just like uh, painting people on trapezes, but luckily the trapeze person is, is, is a professional and, and he just gets on with his job and ignores this damn stalker of a trapeze artist who keeps going around painting images of him wherever he goes, and I, I suppose it's, it's kind of like a freak show, people come along to see the trapeze artist um, stalking the um, trapeze professional and it's 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 like a sideshow in itself and I suppose it brings in a bit of extra revenue for the circus so, so they probably just pull up with it and then they don't complain to the, the local police because I suppose really if, if you're if you're in a circus and you're travelling to a new town every few days you don't really have a fixed local police office unless unless you bring your, your own um, little portable police station with you and that wouldn't really be very in very economically um well, maybe it would be economically viable. I don't know. I haven't done the sums. I'm not an accountant, and I haven't really, I haven't really gone through the maths of whether whether it would be economically viable to to have um, a portable police station on the road with you when you're running the circus. I suppose really it depends on the size of the circus and, and how how much how many. Uh, how many uh, seats you're managing to fill every night at each show, so it really depends on that. And, and how much does a portable police station cost anyway? Is it your own private police uh, 
police organisation or, is, or, or are you renting them from, from the uh, National Police Force, in my case the Gardaí Síochána, that's, that's the Irish Police Force, um, or maybe you're important and you might be getting one of the English Police Forces in or, or someone, or the, the FBI or, or something or other, or you might just get actors in who pretend to be uh, police, which in itself is illegal, you can't go around in, impersonating police officers, everyone in every damn episode of every um, of NYPD Blue, they're, they're all breaking the law by impersonating police officers and I can't understand myself why they haven't been arrested yet. It's, it's absolutely disgraceful. I mean, they're, they're blatant, this is supposedly a program about the law and about people being brought to justice and those actors are there blatantly breaking the law and imitating police officers on, on national television and no one is doing anything about it. And this, this is this is really why I have to start a podcast. I have to do something about all this. It's absolutely disgusting. Now, as I speak to you, I'm I'm uh, just slowly starting to come to the stage when I'll be bursting for uh, pee. So it's probably not a good idea to start recording yet. I should really go to the toilet before I start speaking and then come back and then, then be able to do a long run. But I'm a human being and, and I don't I don't uh, deal with, with my life in, in, in ways as simple as that. Uh, that would be immensely boring. So I'm just going to talk to you and, uh, and see how far I, I can go without needing to wee. Uh, there is a jo- pa- coffee jar on my table here and it says 50% extra free so I think that will do the job if, if, if it becomes necessary um, there is there's a smell of coffee off it but I have been drinking coffee so it, it'll go well with my urine if, if, if the need arises to, to use it as a, as a receptacle for the aforementioned um, waste product for my body now what I brought you here to talk about today was um, well I don't know some, some old crap I'll just think of the usual filler and, and you know talk about it and then fill up. I think I've got about 11, 11 minutes I need to fill to, to, to make a half hour out of this program. So let's, let's just say cats. Uh, um, I'll, I'll talk about cats. And uh, one of my favourite cats is one I created myself called Harry. Now Harry is slightly two-dimensional being being a cartoon, but he's got two eyes and, and a nose and hair and ears, and that's pretty much what you've got. So so you're in no position to criticise as far as I can concerned and um let's let's be honest what's the difference between you the listener and the cat um i i don't know you've got you've got fuck you've got less legs for a start uh, they've got more so you're you're in no position to criticize um you 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 have to go to the toilet if you need a crap a cat can just crap wherever it wants although um some of the more, the more um domesticated ones will will wait till they're a, a sweet smelling box with, with some leaves and stuff in it and, and they'll crop into that but they, they don't use toilet paper they, they don't go in for any of that stuff that, that's wasteful on the environment cramming toilet paper down, down the uh, sewer pipes I mean where do you think that stuff goes they, they don't um they don't separate it out and recycle it, you know. Uh, even though it says on the pack that it's recycled, um, don't don't believe any of that nonsense. Toilet paper is not recycled. You, you can't. There's, there's no way of doing that. Well, well, there is, but you you, you couldn't. You, you'd have to get um. You'd have to make them in the same places where where they make those those um sports shoes, uh, that were made by eight year olds in a sweatshop somewhere in Thailand, and um that that was all a mistake anyway. Someone wrote a book a few years ago called No Logo, and everyone got in a panic because it described uh, how um how all of these um sports shoes that young people wear 
are made by eight-year-old in sweatshops in Thailand. It was actually a, a pronunciation error. They're actually made in sweet shops, and the the, uh, the children who work there love it. They, they get to eat sweets all day, and it's it's like it's like um it's like living in in the, the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The original version now with with the music and stuff, not not the new one with with um what's his name, the just the scary guy with with no music and stuff, and where Charlie is a bit weird and where Grandpa is, is this weird Irish guy with, with glasses who will probably be dead soon. But um, we're all glad here in Ireland that he got he got one big movie bef- before he he dies. Um, I remember that man. He used to be in. Uh, Fully enough, an English sitcom about a supermarket, and he was—I think he was the staff manager or something like that—and it wasn't terribly interesting. He, he was also in a, a soap opera called Glenroe, and he, he died in that. So he, he has quite a, a history of dying in in programs. So no doubt, one of these days he'll die in real life, and, and we'll all be very sad. We'll have, we'll have a national day of mourning, because um, because we like having a day off for things. We have a day off. We still have a day off on the anniversary of St Patrick's death even though he, he's about 8,000 years gone. We, we still miss him, even though we, we, we spend most of St. Patrick's Day drunk and, and can't remember who he was. Um, he, he's, he's the guy, by the way, who drove all the saints out of Ireland, um, the, despite, um, despite cars have not yet been invented in his day. Um, I've, I've always thought there was a flaw in, in that story somewhere. But we all, we all used to go to Mass on, on St. Patrick's Day morning and, and we'd sing we'd sing a hymn called Hail Glorious St. Patrick, dear saint of our land and, and all this sort of stuff. And we were all very proud of him. Uh, me, meanwhile, in, in, in other countries, they don't have patron saints. They, they, just, they just have um, days for presidents and days for other sorts of crap. Uh, I, I believe in America you've got one for George. Washington and another one for um, some other guy and another one for Labour Day which was rather ironic you, you have this thing called Labour Day and you celebrate it by not working that's, that's a load of bullshit if, if, ever, if ever I heard one um, but he, you Americans are funny now again, as I speak to you, the, the noise is continuing in the background from outside. Uh, you may not be able to hear it, but some some young child is is demanding an apple from from one of his parents. And as 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 we speak, I'm I'm typing into, into Google trying to find somewhere where, where I can arrange a vasectomy because I'm damn well not going to have that sort of thing going on in my house. I can tell, I can tell you that I, I've just purchased a, a three bedroom mansion with with three toilets then then in uh, rural Ireland, and it's it's a lovely house. It's three huge rooms and and the sitting room and the dining room and all sorts of sort of other fancy crap and I'm not going to have it messed up by some damn kids who go around demanding apples that's, that's just not on I, I, I see McDonald's now are putting uh, bags of apples and grapes in, into their Happy Meals because the kids just aren't, aren't content with, with, with uh, fry or fries and burgers apparently that's not good for them, enough for them anymore they want fruit and all sorts of other healthy crap as far as I'm concerned these kids are spoiled bastards they're, they're spoiled rotten to the core and I think it's absolutely disgusting um, I, I, I prefer myself to go to an Irish chain called Supermax and, and I'll tell you they, they don't damn well do anything for the kids there the, the, the kids have to take what they can get if, if, if they're given a, a triple hamburger with, with uh, half a pound of cheese on it they'll damn well eat it if they're told to and because these places they're, they're designed for adults they're not for children if the children ha- happen to enjoy it along the way then that's fine it's the same as pubs I mean the 
it, there, there's a reason why you don't make non-alcoholic beer very much. It's because it's not for children. And if children don't, damn well don't like it, you can just drink the alcoholic beer like everyone else. And, and if they don't like the fact that they can't drive their tricycles home after it because it's against the law to drive under the influence, then they shouldn't damn well go to the pub at all. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't think it's appropriate to have a four-year-old child in a pub at 11 o'clock at night when everyone's... To, everyone is half drunk and, and they're, they're not going to see the show they're, they're going to trip over him on, on, on the way to the toilet and, and possibly very seriously injure themselves and the, the child won't apologise the, the child just doesn't care about, about the adult the child just sits there to enjoy itself and, and eat all sorts of crisps and drink orange juice and crap and I, I, as far as I'm concerned all children should be killed um, I, I think the guy who, who went around um in the in the Bible, I don't know who it was. There's yeah, someone went around sticking things on everyone's door in the Bible, saying they they were going to kill their youngest kid or something. I can't remember the exact details. I think it was some group that went around sticking little stickers on each on each uh, door in some village, and it said, "I'm going to kill your child on Passover, or else I'm going to pass over your child because it's too damn ugly and I don't want it in my cult." And the people who who were passed over were were very ashamed because they knew that they'd, they'd raised a, a useless child who couldn't who couldn't get into a cult, even no matter how much it wanted to. I mean, I, I'd be damn ashamed if a cult didn't want my child, especially especially the type of cult that that is in, that is named in the Bible and not obviously a, a approved of by God. I mean, that's that's like that's like a, a kid who who won't eat a, a, um, a cereal that, that's being. Um, endorsed by, by Pope John Paul or something. Now obviously Pope John Paul uh, ate, ate the wrong type of cereal, he's now dead. And that didn't do him any good, he got some, he got some sort of um, disease that, that ended up killing him after only a few, a few short decades on this planet. And I, I, I have a little obsession with, with that Pope myself, mainly because he, he came to Ireland when, when I was three years old and he he had a little get together with about a million a million people or so in, in our, our equivalent of Central Park here in, in up in Dublin in the capital, and we we built a, a sort of a, a statue. <coughs> the papal cross in, in in honor of his visit and it's still there I'll tell you it's one ugly fucking thing I see it on the train on, on the way into Dublin every morning and it, it always it reminds me of needing the piss actually because when, when I get the the bus instead of the train on occasions um, it's a very long bus journey it's around two hours and by the time we get up uh, as far as the papal cross I'm always bursting for one and I know there's still another 20 minutes of crawling through the traffic along the quays before I, I can get off at the bus station and have a piss so that, that papal cross just really annoys me and as far as I'm concerned I, I just associate Pope John Paul II with, with your nation now and I'm, I'm sorry I, I can't help it that's, that's the way my brain works and if, if he doesn't like it, he, he should have. He should have told about it when he was designing his speeches, and he, and he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have um, allowed people to, to build statues and things in his honor. I mean, you're not supposed to worship false gods anyway. There's, there's something in the Bible, isn't there, about not erecting statues and things to, to honor people other than God? I mean, technically. Pope, what his name was here, as God's representative on earth, but he wasn't God. I mean, he, he, he had a different name for a star. Paul is, is a. <coughs> it's, it's, unless it's. Well, I suppose he's, he's Paul was the guy who, who was originally in charge of the church, who was St. Paul. 
and he was apparently the rock on which uh, Jesus decided to found his church. Um, <coughs> nowadays, of course, you'd, you'd use a, a, um, um, a, c- a cement or a ready-made large concrete block, block which would come along on, on a big lorry, and, and you'd have a crane just jump it there. But in those days, you had to get a big rock, and, and Paul apparently was was uh, some sort of a <coughs> some sort of a creature that was able to disguise himself as a rock. He's like one of those lizards to, that disguises itself. <coughs> some sort of camouflage and he managed to, to trick Jesus of all people in, in, into thinking he was a rock and, and that's how that's how um, St. John came to be the first Pope and no wonder the church is the way it is today if, 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 if that's the way it is I mean technically any person can turn into a rock if, if he's buried in the ground for enough millions of years he, he um, if he decomposes enough and then he gets uh, squashed enough in, in, into um soil and then eventually into rock that's how rock is formed but that takes many millions and millions of years it doesn't happen in it doesn't happen in a couple of thousand years and it certainly doesn't happen while you're still alive i mean as far as i'm concerned john pope uh, john the uh, what's his name saint john was just uh, no saint paul whoever the fuck it is was just hanging around waiting for Jesus to die so he could take over and, and start a little church there. And I'll tell you, I bet you he got one bloody surprise when Jesus managed to get out of his cave after three days and, and he wasn't really dead at all. I'll tell you, that pissed him off now that he had to, um, that he, he had to uh, go and hide a lot of stuff. It's probably like one of those times when uh, uh, Joe's, Joe's uh, parents suddenly turn up at our house and we have to hide all, all the beer bottles before answering the door that's the way St John was when, when Jesus turned up uh, back from the dead he went around hiding all, all the stuff that he wasn't supposed to be doing and um, he, he was he was bloody embarrassed about what he did with, with the tablets with the Ten Commandments on them he, he turned them into um, well he turned them into a, a primitive version of the drug E he, he made two tabs of uh, D out of them and uh, that, that was one of the early narcotics sort of in, in um, Jerusalem. And uh, it never really got off the ground because Jesus came back and just got really severely pissed off. Yeah, so Jesus goes, uh, You bastard, why didn't you tell me you had these? Uh, that could have got, got saved me a lot. You know, I, I spent like a week nailed to a cross here I could have done with some um, mind-numbing drugs like these and you just have two of them there you won't even give them to me I thought you were my friend you bastard I mean I, I gave you this church here that you set up a church and you, you, you're you raked in there you've got your Pope mobile and you've got your nice cushy place in, in uh, Jerusalem and I was going to move you to a nice place in, in uh, Rome in, in a couple of hundred years if, if you were good it's a lovely climate there. You can have a nice balcony for for looking out at all your worshippers over every every Sunday morning. And then when you get old and you get sick, you can just go around telling everyone, "Well, I'm too sick to do mass now." And then you can stay in and watch and tel- watch television. Well, sorry, television. That's that's something um, your your descendants are going to invent in, in about um, uh, 1900 years time. So probably you won't get much benefit o- over. But the point is, you're an old bollocks. I mean, there I there I go dying on the cross, and, and you go and and just take the piss out. That was Into Your Head, online at intoyourhead.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to post a badly spelled incoherent rambling in the Stalkers Forum guestbook over at www.intoyourhead.com. Mm-hmm.
into your head, into your head, into, into, into your head, into your head, into your head, into, into, into your head, 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 into your head, head, into your head, into your